0: Hello and welcome to the Student Voice Podcast. My name is Caroline Duggan and I will be hosting this new podcast series from NUI Galway. Over the next number of weeks, I will be chatting with current NUI Galway students about their particular course. So if you are a leaving or pre-leaving cert student and you are considering your university options for next year, then this podcast is definitely for you. Likewise, if you're a parent, guardian, teacher, or maybe a guidance counsellor of a leaving cert class, please share the link and encourage your students to listen in. Because hopefully hearing these first-hand accounts from current students will really help a student in their decision-making process. Today, we have a very special programme of the Student Voice podcast series, as I'm joined by not one, but three guests. First, we have Idel Kelly. Idel is Senior Development Manager with Genesis here in Galway. Idel attended Colosh the Come On in Rossport, County Mayo, before going on to complete the BCom programme. Uh, that's the CAO code GY201 at NUI Galway. Idel, thank you for joining me today. Hi Caroline. Great. We're also joined on today's podcast by two current NUI Galway students, both of whom are completing their internships at Genesis. That's Leisha Barrett and Shane Sutton. Leisha is from Cork and a former student at Mount Mercy Secondary School in Cork and is currently completing her BA Arts with Data Science, and that is the CAO code GY124. Um, Leisha, you are very welcome to the Student Voice podcast. Thanks for having us. Great. And last but certainly not least is uh, Shane Sutton. Shane is from Galway, a former pupil of St. Joseph's Secondary School here in Galway City, uh, better known by many as The Bish. And Shane is studying the BSE Computer Science and Information Technology, that's CAO code GY350 at NUI Galway. Shane, thank you for joining me.
1: Hi Caroline. Thanks for having us on. It's lovely to be chatting to you today.
0: Thanks, Shane. Um, Idel, I might begin with you. Um, can you just tell us, our listeners, exactly what Genesis does and maybe indeed what uh, the job title of Senior Development Manager
2: involves? Sure, Caroline. Um, so Genesis is in the business of contact centres and providing organisations with the tools uh, to deliver Uh, the optimal customer experience. So our company values um, includes empathy, which we believe builds trust and earns loyalty from our customers, so you can um, imagine the benefit of that. And, you know, when a customer feels remembered, when they feel heard and understood, uh, that's what we believe is the, is the foundation of an empathetic customer experience. And our software, it makes that possible for organizations to to, to get a customer what they need, in a way they need it, um, you know, based on an understanding of their unique experience and situation. And a lot of uh, how we do that uh, involves artificial intelligence and AI, routing them to the right place at the right time, um, you know, ensuring that they they don't Need to repeat things um, that they're you know that we're, we're using their customer history and that of others also that are like them uh, to know what they what they want uh, to help them. So it's, you're you're improving the experience of not just the end customer but also those uh, agents and associates that work with, within these organisations. Um, so that's a, a little bit about the products and 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 what it is that we that we manu- that we work on. But uh, the company itself, Genesis, is a global. Global company, we have over fifty five hundred employees worldwide, in more than fifty countries. So our um, our solutions, our products handle in excess of seventy billion interactions every year. Now, an interaction is an interesting term, and, and for those of you that you know aren't familiar, it's it's an email, it's a voice call, it's a chat, and uh, so that just gives you an idea of the scale. Um, so Genesis came to Galway. Uh, about five years ago uh, when they acquired a small startup called AutoCloud. Also, Cloud had a product uh, that was a, a platform, actually, analyzing customer behavior and data on uh, on websites, and it's called predictive engagement. And and that's what uh, Genesis has acquired. They were small. They were 20, 25 people. And today, we are in excess of 180 people. So in the last four years, uh, Genesis has been growing in Galway, and I joined myself back in November 2019, when we were roughly 100, so there's been a real momentum in our growth, and uh, yeah, it's it's an exciting time to be to be in Genesis because that brings a lot of excitement. Um, growing a team like that, also we have a really nice culture, and I. Think that that came from Alto Cloud. Uh, we have, but but also, um, you know, within our organization, the AI group and the the Genesis Cloud Group organization within Genesis, that, that the extended team worldwide, we have a a really nice uh, culture, a uh, blameless culture where, um, yeah, we we try and learn from. From from any failures that we have, and people are very open and very supportive in, in how we work, and, and that works really well for us. Um, to come to your second question around my role, uh, I joined as a senior development manager. And I, wow, well, my, my role is, is really varied because I'm more than 20 years working in IT and at some point I've worked in almost all of the roles. The benefit of working in big companies is it's easy to transition between roles. It's easier, I would say. So therefore, I took the opportunities whenever I could to try out the different roles. Working closely with customers was was definitely some of my favorites. Uh, championing features and and I tap into that every day as a development manager because you're kind of involved in everything. Um, the most important part of my job is my service to the team that I work with. I want my team to be set up for success and I do everything I can to help them with that. Whether it's communicating with other teams that we need to work with, or whether it's setting expectations, representing them to stakeholders, um, reviewing documentation, solutions, code, It's a it's a very varied role and it's it's uh, every day is different. And I I really like it. Thanks,
0: Edel. My mind is still boggling at 70 billion interactions. I'm just (laughs) it is an incredible number. Incredible. And thanks for that really in-depth explanation, Edel. So I think I have a clear understanding now of of what Genesis does and its footprint in Galway City, which is quite substantial. Leisha, I'm going to come to you next um, because you are in third year on your BA in Arts and Data Science. But I want to take you back to your leaving search year in Mount Mercy. And I want to ask you did you have a clear idea of what you wanted to study at university? Um,
3: actually, no, I didn't at all. I wasn't sure. Um, I was thinking maybe biology because I took biology and chemistry uh, for two of my living site subjects. Um, But right near the end of the change of mind window, I was just looking at the NUIG website and I happened upon my degree, the Arts with Data Science degree, and I realised that the maths and the technology aspects of that seemed really interesting to me. So I really didn't know until... I had finished my leaving third year, that so that was what I wanted to do.
0: Thanks, Leisha. And that's interesting, isn't it? Because sometimes, you know, once you have the exams put to bed, because I would be getting a lot of emails now from kind of stressed students saying, I still don't know what I want to do. And I always say to them, you know what, just park it, focus on the exams and relook at it after you've completed the Leaving Cert because you do have that change of mind window. So that's really what happened to you, Leisha. Once you had the exams done, your head was a bit clearer and you could really kind of make a better decision. Exactly. Yeah, great. Shane, I want to come to you next because I'm going to ask you the same question. You know, had you a clear idea back in the Bish in your Leaving Cert what you wanted to pursue?
1: Uh, no, not really. I knew I wanted to go down an engineering or science route. But other than that, I had no idea what course I wanted to do. Just going to open days and talking to my teachers, I narrowed it down to three choices of computer science, physics and undenominated science. But I was constantly changing the, the order of those three as well. So I used the change of mind deadline to change my course as well to computer science. Yeah,
0: interesting. So it, it really does. The change of mind makes such a difference, that window. And I'd always advise students to, you know, to make use of it. L- Leisha, I want to ask you a very quick question, because um, some of our listeners might not really understand what data science is. So could you explain it to us? Sure, um,
3: so in a company like Genesis, for example, they have so many interactions like Adele says that they gather a lot of information and potentially this information or this data could result in a lot of insights. Um, but as you get it, it's just billions of lines of numbers and code and things that doesn't actually mean anything. And data science is all about taking that meaningless clump of data and translating it into something that you can actually tell management about and say, well, if you based on this data, you can actually improve your business by doing this.
0: Okay, that is one of the simplest explanations I've ever heard for data science. So well done, Leisha, on that. That really does explain it. And when you think about 70 billion interactions, that only gives you some idea of the amount of raw data you're talking about, having to pull together and, you know, critically analyze so companies can make, you know, strategic decisions based on all that data. So thank you for that, Leisha. Um, Shane, I just want to come back to you very quickly because um, I want to talk to you a little bit about maybe the subject choices you had in your leaving cert and maybe did they they kind of influence maybe where you wanted to go to some extent?
1: Uh, Yeah so for the leaving cert I chose physics, chemistry, applied maths and French and along with English, Irish and maths. I chose those subjects because I liked maths and I was good at problem solving and I didn't like learning off too much so those subjects were just you know.
0: They appealed to you.
1: And yeah, and I knew I wanted to go down engineering or science route, as I said. So I think those were the best to learn for my college courses. Okay,
0: great. Thank you, Shane. Idel, um, we don't normally have an NUI Galway alumni on the Student Voice. So I'm going to take this opportunity maybe to ask you a little bit about, you know, to give our listeners maybe some insight into your career journey. So so once you finish that Be Calm, you know, had you a plan in mind or how did your kind of career evolve? Because I'm kind of interested in the, the journey that people's career takes. It's never really linear Anymore.
2: Oh, oh I wholeheartedly agree with that. There is a concept of the career ladder, which gives this perception that the career is, is one line uh, in one direction. Whereas my experience has been quite the opposite, really. I think it's more akin to those monkey bars in the playground that you go. Over to the left and to the right and up and down, and and that's perfectly fine um, uh, as well because um, you're just following your passions, you're following your interests, and and that's been my my experience. Um, I guess it starts before the BCom. Kalash Takaman um, in I, in Rostuch, is a it's, a it's a really small secondary school, and a lot there's a lot of benefits to coming from a small. Uh, secondary school of about 100 students total however there is a drawback in that we were quite limited in our subject choice and um, now I loved uh, maths and the teachers uh, were very good there and they, they orchestrated it so that I was able to sit leaving cert honours maths um, but we did no science subjects and we had I don't think I, I don't remember any, I'm showing my age now, but we didn't have any experience of programming. So I decided I wanted to become an accountant and work in finance uh, when I was 16 and I knew everything. And then I luckily, but very luckily chose the the Bachelor of Commerce degree in Inuyi in Galway. And it was very, I think it was second year in the BCom that I, I got my first taste of computer programming. And that was, that was it for me. <laughs> that was the end of the accounting and the finance. And I, I, I took up as many units as I could in BCom in uh, programming and in systems analysis. And I think I made up the rest with microeconomics and, and uh, maths and, and whatever I could. So from there, then I did a higher diploma in systems analysis. Um, it was led there at the time by Michael Lang and St. Anthony's. And I used that then to uh, get in the door of the the Galway telecoms, uh, you know, uh, industry. Uh, we're, we're lucky here in Galway to have many large uh, telecom companies, and I've worked in in three or four. And uh, and yeah, so I, I I was a programmer for for years in different uh, different platforms and um, and different roles also. And uh, you know I. I'm a big fan of iTag, which we have here in Galway, which provides us with with uh, training, uh, you know, ad hoc training and also some uh, opportunities to, to hear other other experts such as, you know, as, at their Atlantic festivals and their women in tech presentations with inspirational speakers. And, and between that and. And also mentors that I was very lucky to to meet along my career path. Mentors are so important. Uh, companies have often um, an enforced kind of a buddy mentor system and, and they work well. But from my personal experience, it's that organic mentorship that brings up. It could be somebody that you work closely with. It could be somebody you just know from, from, from coffee in the canteen. Um, but certainly embrace the mentors and uh, they will guide you and uh, and yeah and that's how I went from one role to another and eventually uh, found myself really comfortable and finding a lot of satisfaction in in assisting teams and guiding teams and and being of service to a team and that's how I fell into an engineering managing position uh, eventually yeah so it's 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 a journey right and I yeah and and uh, it's not it's not over yet
0: <laughs> yeah and um, thanks and um, yeah I think that's really fascinating that you know you you completed a You know, the BCom, a business degree, but you've ended up kind of in a, as you said, an management engineering role. So I I think that gives great comfort maybe to students who are listening to this podcast, you know, because sometimes we we just want definite, you know, a definite career and a definite answer. But in actual fact, you can really go, you know, into lots of different areas once you have your undergraduate degree. So I think that gives um, listeners comfort, Idel, in terms of making decisions.
2: Absolutely. And there's some great postgrad courses also. Uh, they're, they're one year, two year that my colleagues and I um, do as well. If there's an area that interests you that, that you know, so there's, it's, yeah, yeah. So, well, maybe it's, maybe it's technology, maybe it's working in tech. Uh, we are just, that way inclined. Uh, this, you know, we're constantly learning. Every day we learn, but also uh we're always training and, and it's it's a it's a big part of our job and it keeps us, I believe, motivated. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, because lifelong learning now is absolutely it's it's key. It really is. Um Shane and Lisa, I want to just come to you because I'm going to ask both of you the same question because obviously you've started your first professional roles in lockdown so I might come to you first you know what has that been like for you
1: yeah um I thought it was going to be more difficult working from home but the team at Genesis made me very welcome and any questions I had somebody was on hand to answer as Adele said they've created a great culture in Genesis so that was a lot easier than I expected
0: and Leisha how about you From your point of view for lockdown, what has it been like for you to be starting your first professional role? It
3: has definitely, I think there was a learning curve at the start, but I will second what Shane said that the teams here at Genesis have just been beyond helpful and welcoming and will spend all the time you need going over all the questions you have. So again, it has been a learning curve, but nowhere near as difficult as I thought it was going to be.
0: Yeah. And Shane, I guess some of the skills you're learning now in terms of, you know, being self-motivated, self-directed, these are the skills that you're going to need going into the workplace.
1: Yeah, there's so many skills I'm learning. Just seeing how Genesis operate on a day-to-day basis was crazy. And learning from professionals and seeing how what I've learned in previous years of my course, when I can apply that to a professional organization, it's one of the main reasons I chose this course. And it's really going to benefit me in the long run I feel
0: great and actually just on that note now Elish and Shane um you you know can you see past graduation can you see maybe where you might like to go career wise
1: yeah I'd love to continue to work with Genesis or a company like Genesis but it's just given that insight of what it's like so if I didn't like it I'd know I didn't like it and but now that I've been here I know that I like the work and I like how it's done so that was really good. Great.
0: And Lisha, how about you? Have you kind of, can you see past graduation into maybe what you might like to pursue? Yes.
3: So before I came to Genesis, I never even considered leaving academia. I was always going to continue on and do a PhD and be a lecturer. That was my dream. But working at Genesis has shown me just how interesting and challenging and how much you learn in the corporate world, just as much as I think as I would learn going on to do a PhD. So like Shane, I would
0: love to work in Genesis or a company like Genesis. Great. Thanks, Leisha. I think it's interesting there now what Shane and Leisha both said about the value of a work placement. um, Because as Shane pointed out, it'll either show you that this is for you or it's not. So um, to have a course with a work placement is really um, invaluable because it gives you such insight. So thanks for that, Shane and Leisha. Idel, I might ask you this question. Um, there will be leaving cert students listening to this podcast who are really struggling, you know, in terms of making a decision about what they want to do. You know, what piece of advice might you give someone in that boat?
2: Well, yes. So it's very, it's it's a really, I don't envy them because it, it is a it is a very important decision that they have to make. So. What I would say is take a step back and see what, what it is that you can control. And that is the research into the courses and, you know, do do as much research as you can, talk to as many people as you can, and then think about what your passions are and what is it that gives you the most uh, satisfaction. For me, it was like Shane described with maths, you know, problem solving and, and then take that and, and, and apply it to the course choices. And if that isn't enough to, to 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 limit it to the one course, the one specific courses or the the list that, that they're interested in, then do what I did and find one of those more general courses that take in more subjects. And I'm a huge fan of the Bachelor of Commerce for that reason, because, you know, you join there and I have friends from that course that are marketing. They are accountants. They are um, they're working in, in all sorts of areas because they, too, weren't certain um, so that's that would be my advice if you can't pinpoint it exactly there are courses there that are more general that you can start off in. because from what i remember university life was it was opportunities there are so many opportunities everywhere uh once you start the course to to change slightly or um both socially and in academia uh, when you when you start university life it's a, it's a great time it's a great phase and yeah it's just all opportunities
0: yeah, no, that's fantastic advice, Adele. Thank you. Fantastic, really, for any student who is undecided. Shane, I just wanted one other question for you, and that's because I know you are big into the soccer. So can you tell me a little bit about how you've kind of balanced your studies and your love for soccer?
1: Uh, yeah. Um, in fifth year, I was training four times a week. So when I went to and insert, the team training got cut down to just twice a week. Um, but it's important when you study to take a break from it, especially leaving. So I'd go into after school study for, I don't know, about three and a half hours and you'd study, you'd have a break in between. And after that, I'd go out and train. And once I'd finished training, um, I'd have the energy then for the next day to go and learn more. But if one of the days I wouldn't train or if I didn't do anything outside or activity based, I just wouldn't want to get up and go and study again. But I, it just refreshes you. I feel. So it's really important to have a balance of study and going out and doing something you like. Yeah,
0: yeah. And um, so important, particularly in the leaving cert year, a lot of students maybe give up their sport in insert, Um whereas you would suggest maybe keeping, uh, you know, maybe reducing it a little bit, but keeping it, that balance really does pay off.
1: Yeah, definitely. You'd have to reduce it a little bit because if I continue training as much as I was in fifth year, I wouldn't get enough study done. But um, no, definitely keep it up. I know a couple of people who stopped it and that's one of their biggest regrets because they find it difficult to get back into it then. And
0: And did you play soccer? Do you play soccer for the university, Shane?
1: Yeah, I do. I play for the college first team called the Collingwood squad. And that's great. I met loads of new people and friends and then a couple of people I've already played with. And societies and clubs in college are a great way to make new friends and just meet people who have the same interests as yeah, you. Yeah,
0: great. Thanks, Shane. Um, Leisha, I want to just maybe come back to you because obviously coming from Cork to Galway, um, you know, a big decision. So I just want to ask you maybe just quickly about maybe the um around accommodation. How did you manage in first year for accommodation?
3: So I stayed in Goldcrest, which is on-campus accommodation. And I think that that is definitely the right choice for a first year student because... Not only are you really near your lectures um, and stuff like that, but you also meet so many new people and nearly everyone else in the accommodation will be first years. So I think it's a really good choice. Um, and then you'll meet friends who you can get accommodation or rented privately um, in second year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So actually living on campus in first year, you know, if you can do it, it is great. Because as you said, you do, particularly if you're coming from out of county, you know, it is a great way to make friends. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Miguel, I just uh, going to ask you this because I passed by this morning when I was dropping my daughter to uh, primary school. Um, Genesis will be the anchor tenant in the new Bonham Key development right in the heart of the city. Um, do you know when you'll be moving in?
2: Not not soon enough. <laughs> Gorgeous,
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> we, we're so excited uh, about that. So we were in Wood Quay and of course, we've outgrown those premises now during during lockdown uh, as we've hired uh, so many. Uh, so, yeah, the top four floors in Bonham Quay will be Genesis. And uh, yeah, we're so excited about that. And, you know, with the level five, I know that it, it did push out the um, the, the date but early next year uh, we, we'll be uh, hopefully moving in we don't have a specific date but uh, in the early months of 2022 and we'll have everyone in for teas and coffees oh, fabulous. <laughs> I'm looking
0: forward to that <laughs> I presume I'll get an invite and um, you're going to have an amazing view the top four
2: floors so amazing view out across Galway Bay Wow, yes, we've seen some drone footage. Um, It's been shared around the office, so it's uh, it's amazing. Yeah, it's really amazing, and it's great to see in Galway. Yeah. yeah, so exciting times ahead, definitely, for Genesis and Galway. So
0: I always end the podcast on the same question, so I'm going to pose that question to my three guests. Um, Idela, I might begin with you. Um, if you could go back uh, to Rossport, to your leaving search year, and try and visualize what you were like at maybe 16, 17, 18, what piece of advice would you give that younger version of yourself?
2: Oh, great question. Oh, wow. Uh, Okay, so... Well, when I think back to Rossport and the Lievenstherr, the sun was shining, that, that it was 95 and we all got um, maybe too much sun. And I would tell myself to enjoy the view because it's amazing. And when you're 16, <laughs> you take no notice of these things. Um, yeah, so the setting of the school is right. But seriously, I would take that unique opportunity to encourage my younger self. I think that's certainly something I would have benefited from. Uh, I felt at times uncertain about my decisions maybe and maybe spend too much time worrying about things outside of my control so as I got older I realised you know we we need to focus and on on the and and put as much effort as possible in what it is we can control and I think that would be something I was uh, I would like to to say to myself but yes encourage myself also.
0: Thanks Sejal and Leisha can you remember what you were like back in leaving certain Mount Mercy could you give your younger self one piece of advice? I
3: think what I'd like to tell her is to choose your course based on what genuinely interests you, not what course is the highest points or what course your friends are doing or what course your parents are telling you to do. Choose a course that to you seems exciting and interesting and that will work out in the long run because you have a genuine interest that'll push you through.
0: Oh, thanks, Leisha. That is a fantastic piece of advice for anyone listening, just to, to follow your passion no matter what anyone is saying to you. Um, Shane, can you go back to your younger self and leave insert in the dish, um, and give your younger self a little piece of advice?
1: Yeah, mine's a lot simpler, just not to choose French because I don't need an inter- <laughs> international language for computer science and I, I didn't really like it at all. So... If I knew I didn't need it I'd, I'd definitely not choose it and I'd be a lot happier and leaving certain on them to study for French. <laughs>
0: okay. That's great, Shane. Thank you, thank you. So um, look, I want to wish you all the very best. And um, obviously, Leisha and Shane, I want you to wish you the best in, in, in the rest of your course and your time at NUI Galway. You will be fantastic ambassadors for the university as you go out into the world. So delighted to meet you this morning. um Idel, thank you for coming on and sharing your insight with our listeners this morning. Uh, really great to have the insight of a valuable NUI Galway. Alumna. So thank you so much.
2: Thanks, Caroline. Thank you.
0: So that's it for this week. Um, join us next week and um, where we will have some more guests on the Student Voice podcast. But until then, Slong of All.